Hello everyone, this is Tanika Drake and I am going to share a book with you that I've written called The Gift of Finding God's Love, Guilt and Shame Turned Into My Shine. Please check that book out either on Barnes & Noble or you can find it at Amazon or any place where you can get that book. Remember, it is not okay for anyone to hurt or harm you. Please check that book out and happy reading everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Monday Morning Conversation with Pastor Jay and T. Drake. Grab your coffee, tea or milk and let's talk about the topic for today. Let's get the conversation going. Hello everybody, we're back. We're back with our second show of the season. This is T. Drake along with Pastor Jay, that's me. Uh, we're coming to you with Monday Morning Conversation. Or you can say Pastor Jay with T. Drake or T. Drake with Pastor Jay. Whichever way, you got the both of us. And we're going to continue our conversation on uh, cloak and cover, hub sun, leading into cuffing season. Hey, T., what's going on? Hey, Pastor Jay, not much. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. So what's going on down in Biloxi, Mississippi? <laughs> Everything is good. It's very good. All right, then. All right, then. So, our audience uh, has responded to our last show, and they're really excited about listening to what we got to talk about. And today, we're going to kind of segue into um, from Hub Sun, which is uh, basically um, what we've been talking about heading into cloak and cover which we're going to talk about today and some definitions and then we're going to head right on into that other hot topic which is cuffing season where we do a lot of uh episodes on so sister t what do you think uh hub sun let's let's give the people your definition again of hub sun or one that you may have formulated from the last time we talked okay a hub sun is an adult male that still acts like a child. Okay. And more particularly, he's a, the mate adult male who acts like a child, which means that he's not taking his proper role as a provider, protector, and a preserver. Um, and when we have a man like that, uh, when I talked to women, when we talked last time, that's a deep concern. And, and did we decide that it was a positive thing or a negative thing or maybe a neutral uh, position to have when it comes to having a hub son? Is it good to have a hub son? Okay, so I don't think we agreed that it was good uh, until the article. I guess she believed it was good for her. <laughs> right. Yeah, but but she also at the end said she would think it would be more optimal for them to be equals. And have a dose of alpha. <laughs> right, have a beta male with a dose of alpha. And we were talking about the fact that uh, it's probably easier for an alpha male to show, for lack of a better word, I don't like that, a beta than a beta to have a dose of alpha. Because if a beta has... I believe that the beta, if he shows a dose of alpha, he's actually faking it because that's what beta males do. 
They they fake being an alpha. You know what I'm saying? They're over the top trying to be an alpha. They often mm-hmm. uh, 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 are driven for acceptance by other people at a rate that makes you think at first glance that they're an alpha. But when you look at them closely, you'll find out that they're not. And I think that's a worse combination than an alpha male just showing. And, and it may alpha male seem very like a Neanderthal, like he doesn't have any feelings. And what I wanted to point out was a true alpha male knows when to acquiesce. That's why he's an alpha male. He knows when to tone it down. He knows when to shut it off. And he doesn't take it personal when he has to. As opposed to the beta male who, when he's told to shut his alpha tendencies down, he takes it as an insult. He takes it as an insult. So that that beta male who's trying to be an alpha, but when he's when it's time for him to acquiesce or go back to what he's more comfortable doing, he takes that as an offense where the alpha male wouldn't take it as an offense because he looks at the bigger picture, the mission at hand. If she's better at this task, this situation, or the idea to get it done, he wants to win at all costs. So if it takes him to step back to win, Alpha male will do so because again, he wants a, he wants a W. He doesn't want a loss where beta male, he's more concerned about acceptance, his friends, what people think. Uh, um, did it, did it make him rise in a social status, you know, and that tends to be detrimental to a relationship between male and female. Uh, and we were, you sent me a video that was really good. What video did you send me? And who was that that was talking? Uh, uh, it was R.C. Blake's, and I forget the, the gentleman's name from uh, the table. I forget his uh, name from his uh, his show. Yeah, it'll be in the it'll be in the description box. Please listen to that. And you know, with these beta guys and alpha guys, um, more so beta, or more so these men, and and I'm gonna quit labeling them in that terminology. There are men who out here who take advantage of alpha females. And what I've seen happen is when an alpha female gets into a relationship with them or female in general, she doesn't have to be an alpha female. What he does is take advantage of her nurturing to the point that he begins to um, take advantage of the situation that they're in. He, What he does is set up and manipulate her And he wins her confidence because we also saw an article that that alpha female normally picks a beta male because she's wounded by the alpha male, the so-called alpha male. So the beta male is safe for her feelings. But we discovered that the beta male in that situation understands this. And as he deals with her feelings, he will also want to take advantage of her, possibly in her feelings, in her pocketbook, in her spirituality and physically. To whereas he manipulates it to where now, instead of being the protector, the, the provider, the preserver, he becomes one that's being taken care of. And she's doing all that all the time. So you talked about that. Uh, you said you know what it was like to be around a beta male and for them to try to manipulate you in the position of taking care of them. Can you tell us uh, from your perspective about that? Yes. Well, what I found is that since me being a woman and, and women are naturally 
inclined to do the nurturing, when you have someone like that, their inclination is to take advantage of of that. And then while they're manipulating all of, of that, because you don't want, you don't, as a woman, I'm not going to want the person that I'm with to watch and sit them, watch them fall apart. And I, and I don't do anything. Well, it's too bad for you. It's just going to happen. You're going to want to do something and not try to save them. But if you're like, I'm married to that man or was, I'm not going to just sit there and let my husband fall the wayside. If there's something I could do, then I'm going to do it. And since we are the help me, do you want to help them? You're not trying to save them, but if you're married to them, you're supposed to just sit there and just let it just happen. That's your husband. You're supposed to be there, not the ride or die, but to support, to help where you can. And I found that the person that I had just used that to the advantages as much as he needed to get whatever it was, manipulate to, to do certain things, take advantage of the nurturing part because I want to make sure our family at the time was good. So if I have to do a little extra, if I have to go get a job or if I have to go do, I will do my part. And so, you know, you have that person that's just looking at it like, well, I guess you'll do about anything. If I need this, I ask that you give it to me. Then you start to find out that they learn, they learn you, they learn, he learned me and learn what I would do. And I, I didn't want to just let my family just, start to just disintegrate before my very eyes and not try on my part to do what I could do to try to salvage or try to save supposedly the marriage that I thought I had and it wasn't true. It was all false. So Yeah, and and, and I like what you said and, and I and I think what has made the difference in what you were describing is if we look at the Bible, the, the, clearly the role of men and women have flip flopped which is part of the fall of the world. If you read the Bible carefully in Genesis, where it talks about the woman will desire her husband. That's not a, a that was part of the curse. So the curse is not, she'll make, she'll desire her husband in a good way. And then what he did was relinquish his authority and his responsibility, his ability to be able to protect, provide and preserve. When that situation happened in the garden, uh, everything got turned upside down, including everything in creation. Man became, instead of the caregiver, and the protector and the provider and a preserver of the garden and the world that God had given him, the world became a predator on him. And therefore, that which was supposed to help him, if 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 not rooted and grounded in the truly God, be, uh, works as a hindrance to him. So therefore, we have this female who now has to fend for herself, has to take care of herself, and she latches on to her counterpart male, but he's not the protector, provider, preserver. He's more of a user. And men are very simple. We're, we're not very complicated. We might have complicated thinking, but we're very simple. If you allow us to be trained in a way, and I'm using the word trained, in a way that you as a woman, and this, I'm talking to you ladies, you begin to do this ride or die situation with your husband or your boyfriend, and really he's manipulating you to see how far He'll push you. What will happen is there will be always situations where you'll be trying to prop up his ego, his manhood, make him feel good. And you'll find out it'll cost you more and more and more and more. It, it It's not it's a never ending cycle until such time that you'll wake up one day and you are the one carrying the whole load. It starts off very gradually. You know, he'll drop the ball one time. Like, a, for instance, you give him the electric, the money to pay the electric bill or the gas bill, or the car note. And then all of a sudden you look up and you get a disconnection notice. 
Well, you bring it to him and he'll have some kind of excuse and it, it might be uh, logical, but he has taken the money and did something else with it. And you're not going to let your family, like you said, you're not going to let your family <laughs> go without because he's made the mistake. What you will do with maybe at that point is go ahead and give, pay it yourself. He sees that with no repercussions, no sanctions, you'll pay it yourself. You don't want him to get so upset. You'll pay it yourself. And then he might get upset and you like, you know what? It's not worth it. I'll go ahead and pay it, pay it, baby. I got this. Okay. So that happens once with the electric, not a car note, maybe even the rent. And it keeps happening. And you'll, in the normal acquisition, the normal position of the woman is what? T, what's your normal position after a while you start doing all this? What, what would be your normal position after a while? A man keeps dropping the ball. What do you end up doing? Just take, just do it myself for stability's sake. <laughs> See, and that's the funny part. There you go. You are doing it for stability's sake. You are taking on the biblical role as a helpmeet. Now think about this. I want you to listen carefully, ladies. She's in line of what she's supposed to do, but the problem is he's not in line. He's not meet, He's not having shortcomings and and things are happening to him. He's making the shortcomings. He's falling short. He's not trying to protect, preserve, and provide. He's looking at when he doesn't, what happens? What happens? And and a lot of times, ladies, let's be honest, because I was I was in real estate for a long time and I had a lot of property. 99% of my rental properties and the women or people and homes I sold to so homes that I sold, excuse me, were women with children protecting, providing and preserving. And what ends up happening is they would move their guy in with them. All right. Very rarely did I have a male come in and do business with me. I would have females come in and do business with me. The male would come in and he would be popping his collar, walking around, peacocking. And as we began to conduct business and we'd had to fill out those federal forms about being married because everybody comes in the door married. But when I push them and show them that when you fill out this form and say you're married, you better be married because if you're not, you are lying. Then it quickly goes to now the real position comes in. She's the head of the household. He's just the male providing whatever he provides. And she normally dismisses him out to the foyer to sit with the children while she conducts business. Okay. Have you ever been in that situation in some of your situations, uh, T, some of your circumstances, whereas you, you kind of let him, you know, it may not even go with the children, just go do something else and I'll take care of this. Yep. I, I, I have had to do that. And the unfortunate thing is only because not just to handle the business, but because the person I was with has such a bad temper, there's no way to conduct business without this man wanting to brawl, wanting to fight, wanting to cause a scene and cops come. So it would be better had I just moved him along with the kids so I can civilly speak and try to handle whatever situation is without this firecracker angry person coming. And then we're going to have a whole different kind of situation. Yeah, because he's really not. I think about this. He knows that triggers you into protect, preserve, and provide mode, no matter what he does. So while he throws an adult tantrum, it could be something like, that guy looked at you. I saw him looking at you. And you're like, what? Mm -hmm. he, he said hello to you in the wrong way. 
You're like, excuse me? He said hello to you too. Oh no, but he said hello to you. He shook your hand a little bit too long. Uh-huh. Statements like that. And you know, and, and you already know he's going to blow up. Like, uh, I better, I, you said, you, you said you, he blames you. You said hi too long. So he blows up and it's, and you're supposed to be in a situation where you take care of business. And now he's in his feelings. And we back to, he's in his feelings. And now he has to go super hyper, hyper fake alpha male on you. You know what I'm saying? Silverback gorilla beat the chest and you're trying to conduct business that again, protects, provides and preserves mission. One, you're focused. He becomes in his feelings. He rants and raves. He embarrasses you. Then he dismisses himself. I'm going to the bar. I'm going to the car. I'm going. And you're like, okay, go ahead, please leave. You know, cause that's what you normally do. Okay. And you continue to take business. Now, again, he does all that to be disruptive, but there's no sanctions. There's nothing you can do. There's no punishment. There's no correction. It's He begins to realize he can get out of most situations by being the overactive village idiot gorilla. You know what I'm saying? He figures he can get away with this because this is how he gets out of being C-A-R, committed, accountable, and responsible by acting out. And they learn fast that this is the way to manipulate certain females. Now, again, this is not all alpha females, but I found I've looked at a lot. I got a lot of alpha female friends and really these guys smell them coming. Because they're used to handling things, they're used to being in control. However, they grew up without a father, with strong mothers or even strong mothers and fathers. They handle business. They've been told, don't wait. You know, you've been told, don't wait on no mail. You do what you got to do. Well, you got to do, you do have to do that because they're not taking care of their children. You have to make sure, like you say, the family, when a woman says the family, she's starting with her children first, then herself and possibly him. He wants to be lumped in first in his emotional uh, um, well-being and children and then herself. So, as she looks at family, she's last all the time where she shouldn't be last. She should actually be equal and or first for him to be the protect, protector, the provider and the preserver. And that's where it's messed up at because in the Garden of Eden, everything flipped. And it's not a, it's his fault actually. But if you notice when men normally talk about the Garden of Eden, who do they blame? Because they find out they get a little knowledge and they become <laughs> dangerous. Who do they normally blame? Eve. They blame Eve, okay? They blame mm-hmm. Eve. But the question, my brothers and sisters, where was Adam, who was given the charge of the be the protector, the provider, and preserver? She was the help me. He was supposed to go forward. He was supposed to fend off all comers. He was supposed to supposed to talk to the devil if there was going to be any conversation. She could have backed him up. But the commandment about the trees will give it to him <coughs> to teach her. And I want to put out this possibility. What if he taught her wrong because he knew that she would submit to him? And then his all his thought was, see, my I'm going with what probably happened to me in my mind. He told her wrong. She quoted it wrong. The devil knew it was wrong. And therefore, we have the fall. Whereas, I mean, he's just like deathly silent. So in his mind, he thought about, man, this tree looked good. I don't know why God is not letting us eat. And then here comes the devil. 
he tells the woman something different than what God said. And then the devil questions the woman. Did God really say you'll die if you touch the tree? And then he puts out the classic thing of pride of life. If, if, you, if you partake of this tree, you'll be like God's and God is jealous of you. And she might have fed that back to Adam. Like, it, why don't he let us eat of this tree or take of this tree? Because he will be jealous of us and the scales of our eyes will be falling. He said, that makes sense. But he was setting her up from the get-go. He was setting her up from, from, from that time. But there was a time when, when God gave uh, man, woman, and he really loved her. He said, you a woman, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You're the mother of all creation. Well, it did, doesn't sound like he was treating her at this queen level after the fall or right up to the fall. Something happened. He didn't, he wasn't in right position. So truly the blame is set on the first person, not the, not her, you know, God and God did the right thing. He punished both of them because they were equal. Okay. But that desire to rule over your husband, because she, she jumped in front, uh, led to what we call the Jezebel spirit, uh, wanting to control your man, the Ahab. And if you notice in scripture, you don't really find too many loving relationships, even with the men of God. You have the Deborah situation. And so you have this, in a sense, you know, we talk, we're going to talk about this later. Uh, the wounded male. He's wounded. Adam is wounded. His position is wounded. He's no longer in charge of his environment. Think about it. Adam named every creature on earth. You know, whatever he was supposed to do in the garden and the world at that time, he was the master of it. God had given him. He was the ambassador, the viceroy. He was, in a sense, given this earth to be its Lord. But all that changed when he was disobedient. And it also changed the relationship between the male and the female, you know. So, T, what you think about that one? Well, there's there. I guess after you were sharing all that, everything just seems that it gets twisted. Everything's been reversed, like you already spoke about the fall. And it it's just when you try to fix those, I guess those those gender roles. Sometimes it still gets lost in translation, trying to fix it. And you get with the wrong person and they land in those particular roles and you, you don't want to. And I think some of us, you don't ever want to just end up in that situation, but you find yourself in it. And by the time you're in it, it's a little too late. It's too late to try to fix what's already broken. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. And when that, when that woman meets this manipulative man, she actually becomes for lack of a better word, a hyper alpha herself, because now she has to protect herself from the mates, from mates, period. Because uh, she gets enough of these guys who've taken advantage of her, but she still wants to be with a man. She begins to say, OK, I already know right now. We, and what the word for women is called settling. You've heard that, right? Mm. Yeah. The woman settles. OK. Mm -hmm. And when she settles, she settles. Whatever is thrown at her, she's ready now. Her armor is built up. Her skin is hardened. She knows. She's just looking for some quality in him. Just love me. Just, just bed me. Just hold me. 
And the, and, and, and at the beginning, that seems to be enough. But as time goes on, that's not enough. And she's normally frustrated because she's always waiting for the ax to fall. She's always waiting uh, for the bank account to be drained. You know, I know of several situations where the, the hub son or the boyfriend who's, who's a potential hub son, they have an account, but, but she has to set up another whole account. She has to, because he can't stand to have extra money in the account. Any extra money is party money. And even though he may be the, the one who contributes less, she's made him feel, now watch this. He contributes less, but she makes him feel as if they're equal. And what he'll say is that's my money too. Now, hold on. That's $600 left in the account is from my account. Your money has been spent, but you've made him feel, Hey, you, my baby, you, my boo, I'm ride or die to keep peace in the house. So you won't have a temper, temper tantrum. Go ahead. So what you'll do is figure out, Hey, I'll set up another account and he can raid that account if he wants to, but I have another account to, to build the wealth, to build the money, to get ahead just in case uh, bad days fall. And I noticed this too. These hub sons, they never plan for a rainy day. It's almost, it's like, it's, it's, it hurts their ego to let things sit and build. They have to spend it. They have to have it. They got to wear it and they can't wait. And even to the detriment of their children sometimes, it's them first all the time. It's never looking at the big picture of getting value and taking care of their females. Oh, and, 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 I, and we'll, and I'm going to ask you about that. They don't find any value in their children dressing nice and their woman being nice. Whereas the alpha male that has the right balance in his heart, he understands that the woman is a reflection of who he is. And he would never want her to go out looking like nothing and the kids looking like nothing. And he looks like a million bucks. T, your experience, that, that beta male that wants to be an alpha, he sure likes to dress nice, doesn't he? Of course. And shoes to match, everything looking good. So when that happens, when you talk about that, we are, once again, going back to the word selfish and immature because that particular man is not concerned about the well-being of his children, literally his seed, nor is he concerned about the wife or the girlfriend or fiance, whatever they are at this time. But, and it's kind of sad because although those, his kids, you wouldn't care if they were wearing busted down shoes and holy pants. That's not his concern. He's got to look sharp. He's got to look good. And it will spend a lot of money on himself and his appearance while his kids and whoever's the significant just have to fend for themselves or try to look good on their own. And so then have to jump into the role to make sure the kids are, are taken care of and they look well, not because he cares, but because the mother cares. And hold on. And with the cloak and cover, now let's, let's, let's just drift into cloak and cover and we'll do that once we get back because we got a treat for you. We have, what is it? Tita 16 signs of a wounded man. Yeah. Wounded masculine. You wounded, wounded masculine syndrome or symptoms. Uh, we're mm -hmm. going to discuss that when we get back. And I uh, will see you in a few minutes after our commercial break. Our sponsor is T. Drake's book. T, tell us about your book. Yes, it's called The Gift of Find God's Love. 
Guilt and Shame Turned Into My Shine. And it's a book I've written about my experience going through domestic violence. And hopefully it can help somebody else. So you can find it on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and any other place that you can uh, get your reading material. And enjoy the read. All right. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tanika Drake, and I am going to share a book with you that I've written called The Gift of Finding God's Love, Guilt and Shame Turned into My Shine. Please check that book out either on Barnes & Noble or you can find it at Amazon or any place where you can get that book. Remember, it is not okay for anyone to hurt or harm you. Please check that book out and happy reading, everyone. Hey everyone, we are back and Pastor Jay and I are getting back on this conversation. So hey Pastor Jay, we're back. All right, we're back. Thank you guys for tuning staying with us. We hope you go get Tanika's book and uh, please check her out. Check out her podcast. T, what's your podcast name? The podcast is called God's Gift Through His Word. God gift through his work and be found on every social media platform, every podcast platform. All you have to do is Google it. God gift through his word and it'll come up. You listen to it on your favorite platform of choice. Let's get back to these men and cloak and cover. Now, we were ending with the fact that these men are very selfish and these women. And now the, the cloak or cover. Here it comes. These women have these men. And they feel they must now protect their pride. So what ends up happening, instead of letting people know or people or letting people see it, they believe that they can cover it or cloak it. And there's a difference between a woman who covers her man and a woman who cloaks her man. My definition is this. A woman who covers her man is that healthy situation, whereas she is his help me. She's not going to let it fall because he's giving it a good try. She can see his effort in trying to get it done. Maybe there's a reason why he can't get it done at this time, but she sees the fact that he never gives up. So she covers him. She keeps his, she keeps him encouraged. She keeps him motivated. She keeps him in the position of wanting to be the protector, the provider and the preserver. She doesn't take it from him, but she'll come along if needed because he's not going to give up. He's going to keep going. He's going to keep trying. He's not going to use his failures to manipulate her to do it and take it all over. He's going to take pride in the fact that, yes, I got a great woman. She, she was working with me, working beside me. And if need be, if need be, that's the key word, ladies. If need be, you'll, you'll come to the forefront. But don't come so fast and so often that he begins to see he gets comfortable in you taking care of him. And that's the cloaking. The cloaking is when this 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 situation is become manipulative and he flips flops on you. And now you're taking care of everything. And now because of your relationship with your associates, your friends, you're cloaking for him all the time. Whereas we can't see him. We see you. I've been in situations where three men are talking and we're talking to the male. And the woman is in earshot, that woman who's about to cloak him. She's not covering him. Nobody's talking to her. And here she come because she feels that his masculinity is being challenged. And really, it's just men being men. He doesn't necessarily see it, 
But she takes it as an affront. And here she comes. She got to protect her boo, her baby, as if he's a child, hmm, a hub son. At all costs, I'm going to cloak for him. Well, the men, us men, we look at it and laugh at him even the more because she'd have done better not getting involved in it. She, she would have done better just letting us iron out our man stuff and, and sitting back and letting us deal with it. And when he jumps in, he loses uh, juice. He loses status because we're having a conversation with him, not with her. But she feels she must protect. His ego is so fragile because think about it, T. She's used to seeing his fragile ego, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't show that ego to who? Us. So in other words, the same subject matter we could be talking about with him in that moment we're talking to him, he's not showing his fragile ego. But she knows when she goes home, what he, what's the first thing he going to do? He going to complain, cry, and gripe about the conversation he was having with the men. And he'll say something, I should have did this. I should have bucked up. I should have slapped that dude. And now you got to deal with what's going to come from that. How are you going to get him back focused? So instead of you waiting to come home to receive that after he had a conversation where he really didn't say nothing, he mean, he might have even agreed to the conversation and what the outcome of the conversation. But now you're home and it's a whole different tone. Have you experienced that one? It's a whole different tone. And, and now oh, yeah. you're dealing with now you're dealing with the he if if he would have been there ten minutes longer he would have slapped that dude. So tell me about that one. <laughs> well, so there's a that all of that what you're talking about. There's a backlash with uh, conversations or instances where there's a conversation and the person that I had to deal with had to be around certain men and there had been conversations and he wanted to at the time say that he would have done xyz in the third and he did it because we had to go or whatever the case may be but then at home i get to hear all the extra stuff of how he could have done this or if it would have been he would have put hands on him or all that stuff but in the moment at that time did nothing the person was right there but chose not to do it so it just turned into a lot of big talk and then for me on my my personal side it turned into really fist the cuff which never you know worked out well but yeah so and i said that and i was gonna say that too it leads into him doing what he said he's gonna do to the men he he ends up taking that out on you Mm-hmm. But in the end, think about cloak and cover. You'll be conditioned to to intervene to prevent the later thing happening. So you would rather intervene and cloak him and get him out of that situation because you know that if you don't get him out of that situation, you will have a situation when you get home. But in cloaking him, you got to be careful with that because if he if you cloak him too much. Now he's going to figure, you know, you have uh, you have bruised his ego. Why are you coming into the picture? Well, I'm coming into the picture because I'm not trying to get into no situation when I go home. So I'd rather uh-huh. for you to be upset now. And maybe by the time we get home and I'll take you to get a pair of shoes or take you to get a video game or, you know, let you go to the bar, hang out with your friends and you'll be fine. OK, I've covered for you. I protected you. And that's cool. You know. 
cloak. Ladies, do we see you as men? This is me talking to you. Do we see you or do we see him? You're not covering for him. You know that. You're cloaking him. You don't want the other males to see what you really have. And let me give you a secret. We already know. <laughs> we already know. We can tell how you move in the in the facial features you have when talking about him that that this is the case. And that any sign of alphaism in him is normally over the top. He wants to be part of organizations to make himself look important. It's all, let me let me put it like this. Most men, alpha men, look at themselves as being a benefit to the organization. If they join any organization, they are bringing themselves and all that they have to the organization. The beta male looks at the organization as a way to make himself look better. So he's huh. he's jockeying off of the organization. It's like wearing another man's jersey. You know, you're not, you know, you to the point that you begin to want to take on the persona of the jersey that you're wearing because you're part of the team. I mean, it's, you see that every weekend from baseball to football to basketball. Whereas they show support of the team as if they're really part of the team. You know, they know all the stats, but they've never been a player. You know, nobody's ever wore their jersey. So what ends up happening with this man and this woman we already know you're going to cloak for him. And it becomes a funny type of game with, with the men who are have knowledge of this because when we get in situations with you, we look forward to you jumping up and jumping in our face for him. Because it's a funny thing. Because you'll, you'll start doing it so in, instinctly, instinctive, with such vigor, you'll do it at times when there's no, there's no reason to. You'll just sense that things are going awry when it's, they talk about your baby. Like he's your son and you windmilling like a mama or bear for this grown man that you know is not taking care of you all the way around full circle, 360 degrees. He's really just taking maybe care of you of a quarter of a way. And you're windmilling for him because you don't want nobody to know this is what you, let's go back to the word, settled for. Okay. This is what you settle for. And, and what I found out too over time is there are women who strategically have gotten so used to doing this, they actually search out these guys and just pray they don't get the one that'll bankrupt them emotionally, spiritually, and financially. They'll they'll go they'll go back out here and get these guys. They'll go out back out here and, and they actually settle for these guys. Because in their mind, in their theory, and the way they think. They can't be around an alpha male because they have such a they they they've been wounded by one, one who's hyper alpha, who's who 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 wants to just uh 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 hit it and quit it, and they've been hurt because this alpha this so called alpha male lied to them about the situation. And let me tell you something: the alpha male has no reason to lie about the situation if he's not going to be with you. He will tell you that. He'll tell you the parameters in which he's going to be with you. And it's up to you to make the decision. Now, if you make a decision to deal with the alpha male, thinking that you're going to change him, that's your mistake. And that's another thing women will do. 
and cloaking and covering. You believe that you can change him because you, you're you going to be so different, you know, and in an alpha male's mind, you know, you would have to be so different that you would be worthy to truly be his mate. You can't be like everybody else. So you have that situation going on. But this beta guy that you that you cloaking for, you already know that's what you're going to get. That's what you you think you went through enough wars with them. You've lost enough money. You think you control the descent or the fall or do enough things to make him happy where he want be. Or you so your resources are such that you figure out, let me find the the guy I can cloak for that I can financially take care of and emotionally take care of. And I still handle everything and be in control. But what I found out is it never lasts long because eventually he's never going to be satisfied. It's a thing of the flesh. He's never going to be satisfied. You buy him a truck one year, he's going to want a SUV the next year. And he's instead of wanting a Chevy or a Ford, he's going to want a Lexus, <laughs> you know, he's going to want a Lexus. Yep. He's not going to want a Chevy or Ford because all his partners are driving Lexuses and he's going to want a Lexus. You got to remember, his goal is to keep the status and never and never be found out to be a beta. He doesn't he doesn't take pride in being a beta, you know. And again, amongst the males, he can be accepted as that. It's not a bad thing to be that, but it's a it looks real crazy when you see this guy that you know is not an alpha trying to be a beta because he's always extra. He's extra tough. He's extra boisterous. He's extra with an attitude. And what he does is pretend like he's a thinking man. And you can tell by his conversation, he doesn't have any thoughts for real other than trying to find a way to fit into this elite so-called group that would accept him like he is, but he's not comfortable in his own skin. He has to always prove himself. He can never just sit back. And his aura is not one that, 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 that men and some most women are not attracted to, you know, now are they loyal? Are they in some areas? Yes. Are they good? Yes. Are they good people? And this is not all. We are just having a conversation, but I've seen too many women settle and it really destroys them. You know, it really destroys them. And the bad part about it, T watch this. I know you're going to talk to this. He'll use you up, drop you off, with the children, with the responsibilities, you've done everything he wanted to possibly do and then go find somebody else and try to justify it as if you're not doing enough. Did I hit home with that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so the thing about that whole scenario is for, for the woman, for myself, that sucks because you think that you, like you just stated, you did everything that you thought you could possibly do, everything you thought you could try to save, everything you thought you could try to salvage, and yet and still, it didn't matter how much money, how many toys, how many boats, how many cars, how many trucks that you bought, that you spent, that you this, that you that. It still didn't keep the person. It still didn't fix the marriage. It still didn't save anything, and the person turned around and ran off anyway. So then you wonder, well, what could I have done different? Nothing. Because the person was going to leave because this this man was a childlike individual in the mind. And it's the same thing with women. When he's done with one, it's like a toy. I'm done with you. You're old. I've used you up. It's time to go get a new model. So he goes to find a new one. He's like, okay, well, I'm done with that one. I've used you up 
time to go get a new model. And on and on it goes, leaving a whole bunch of women and children in the wake of his destructive ways and making broken, disconnected families. And it really sucks because he doesn't have the responsibility of having to have the kids. He can drop them off and say, actually, when he goes out into dating pool, he's essentially like a single male and has no children to speak of that he has attached to him because he doesn't have them. He left them off with the other women, and he's out there just being single and just making other seats to drop off with the next group of women. Yeah, and then... And it's looking for someone just like you, your personality. And a lot of times what you find out when you meet that other person, eventually that person almost looks like you. Yes. And, and, and he, and he does this over and over again until he gets old. And what ends up happening is that, and like you say, in the wake, he has all these females, all these children, and he doesn't take care of anybody. He's still old now, 60 years old, 70 years old. And never is taking care of his children, you know, but takes pride in them, but never spend any time with them. Don't let one of them be famous. Now he wants to show up like Shaq, <laughs> like Shaq's daddy. Now you want to show up. No, somebody else was the role model. Somebody else was that male. And, you know, and, and that's when the ladies, you don't have to cloak for these guys. Now, if it's your choice. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Don't get T wrong. It's your choice. If that's the kind of guy you want. I hope that your cloak is 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 such that it's like Superman. It can't be penetrated, you know, but these men that do this and you ladies that set this up to allow these men to do this because you don't want to be alone. And that's going to go into cuffing season as we're here right now. Um, you're setting yourself up and 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 we want to inform you. And if you like it, I love it. And go ahead and do what you have to do. And you may have been rotating guys like this for cuffing season for a long time. But in cuffing season, these guys, along with the A-type personalities, they trolling. The only difference is that beta guy that wants to manipulate you into a situation, he's going to actually cost you more in the long run because that alpha dude is going to tell you, we just doing this for the season. He's going to be doing this to see if he can hook you for a lifetime or longer, you know. I have friends of mine that I know that are female that have been in like seven, eight year, seven year relationships with a guy single. And they're not young. I'm talking about in their fifties and they have nothing to show for it. And when they describe the guy that they're dating, I mean, he's over the top. He's has to be the center of attention all the time. He's just loud and boisterous. And, you know, he's the party guy and everybody comes to him and he's basically used up. This woman's youth. And now he just. Okay. I'm seven years older. You're seven years older. But like you said, I need a new model. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, we both seven years older, but I need a new model. You can go about your business now. Uh -huh. But then you knew there, there's something in me that says. Until you maybe you can address this. Some of these women aren't being tricked. They're just denying the fact that this is really what they are comfortable with now. What do you think? I think in, in, in a couple of regards, perhaps that's true for some of so for some of these women. They would rather deal with and settle for the man that's not going to challenge them. And if they have the like we've been using these labels, if they have the alpha man, 
there's certain things that you're not going to be able to to do and talk about it. You will, but after he says certain things, you're not just going to go out, for example, and go buy a car, not talk to him. He's going to be okay with that. That that that's not going to happen. And if you had a beta male, like, yeah, well, buy me one first, and <laughs> you know, and then by the time you try to buy yourself, so you don't have anything because like, yeah, let's get a new car, get the new car for me. You know, it's just, it's just that there, it always sounds to me when we talk about the alpha men that some of these women don't want to, it still goes back to, I do not want to submit myself underneath some man because I don't want to have to subject myself to listen to his authority. I don't want to have to. And if I have to coddle and do whatever I have to do to a beta male, he's not really going to force me to do certain things because I run things so I think, but at the end of the day, she's being run like how you've shared before. She's being ran by him. She just thinks she's ruling, but she's not. And if it was, like you said, if it was Alpha Man, he's like, you're not going to do this. We're not going to, we're going to talk about this. That's not happening. End of story. And we're moving on to something else. Right. Right. And again, the first alpha male, alpha being the first, was Adam. And the second alpha was Jesus. And even with the second alpha, that's why I'm saying the real alpha, he said, husbands, love your wife as Christ mm-hmm. loved the church. You check out Ephesians 5. Then he gave some qualities of his love. He sanctifies her. He cherishes her. He nourishes her. He's willing to give his life for her. So he becomes the protector, the provider, and the preserver. And that's what's called love, sacrificial love. Jesus obviously felt in Paul's epistles inspired by the Holy Spirit that he needed to write the right relationship in there between husband and wife. And he says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And all you have to do is ask yourself, and it's there in front of you. How did Christ love this church? And ladies, if you want a man, use that criteria. Is he want to lay down his life for you? And it may be lifestyle to be with you. Are you willing to be alone till you find this one? Now, we're not going to go into this to the statistics and that and that 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 plays a role. But I think what we've created is these hub sons from birth and uh and uh because we have uh enormous amount of women who are handling things but wanting to be with somebody especially during this season and have somebody on their arm but if they hook the wrong guy they're going to regret it and that's where we come in to the cuffing season but there was a uh video that we looked at and the lady was talking about what was they talking about t uh the wounded what was it the wounded the wounded masculine. The wounded masculine syndrome. And the lady was so on point. So we're going to take a break. And we're going to come back with that. Uh, we're going to play this commercial. And then we're going to come back with the wounded man syndrome. 16 things to, to recognize in this wounded man. Because what I see is a lot of these beta males, they're wounded. They're wounded. And there's a lot of reasons why they're wounded. So we're going to listen to these 16 things and we're going to come on back. Matter of fact, we're not going to take a break. We're not going to come back. We're just going to listen to these 16 things 
And we're going to go ahead and just plow right ahead into uh, cloak and cover. Now it's we're shifting into why wounded man syndrome. Does that sound like it's okay, T? Of course. Sounds like a plan. All right. So we're going to listen. So here it is. Definition of masculinity and what it means. Masculinity is having qualities or attributes regarded as characteristic of men, such as strength, virility, fatherhood, courage, structure, and I will add power, protection, provision, and leadership. So yes, ladies, masculinity is a huge, huge responsibility. So the wounded masculine, in essence, is a glaring absence of masculinity and or healthy masculinity that can lead a man to harming himself, to harming his family, and to harming his community. And the red flag signs of the wounded masculine are indeed a huge blind spot for many women, particularly black women, as conversations on the masculine and the feminine divide are basically absent in our communities. And in many instances, we simply will resort to name-calling, uh, bozos, losers, dusties, and clowns, to name a few. But unhealthy masculinity truly has led to rampant relationship dysfunction, rampant family dysfunction, and has truly led to rampant gender warring and out-of-pocket relationship disrespect between both men and women. But when a man is in his wounded masculine, romantic relationships will be chaotic, unharmonious, damaging, dysfunctional, and just downright destructive and disastrous. So here are 16 signs of the wounded masculine. Number 16, a man who has a broken, toxic, or an unhealed relationship with his father will be wounded. Fathers are responsible for modeling healthy masculinity to their sons, and without this example, the wounded masculine will be in severe disrepair, and it will be up to that man to fix it. Number 15, a man who has been abandoned, abused, and or mishandled or mistreated by his mother will be in his wounded masculine. Men who are broken by their mothers are more common than you think, and with this abuse and neglect will generally come a love-hate, untrustworthy relationship with women that will come with a very flawed, a very skewed, and a very damaging perception of women that will affect his romantic relationships. Number 14, any man who does not have a job or who isn't gainfully employed will automatically be in his wounded masculine as masculinity is directly correlated to work and or generating income. And as women, we are wired to respect and to desire resources for our stability, our security, and for our survival for ourselves and our children. Number 13, men who lack ambition, discipline, drive, planning, direction, or who generally lack an understanding of the capitalism money system are in their wounded masculine. Competition is the base root of capitalism, and it is a man's responsibility to not only learn how to compete, but also to learn how to win in this money system. A huge part of healthy masculinity is understanding that you will have to compete with other men to build your wins. And this lack of ambition is unfortunately 
where a lot of men are failing. Number 12, men who resent or reject discipline. An undisciplined man, lazy or unfocused, will never accomplish what he says he wants to do. He will instead procrastinate, talk a good game, make excuses, or look for shortcuts or scams to accomplish his goals. And as we all know, ladies, scams and shortcuts will eventually catch up to any scammer. Ladies, when it comes to men, always understand that there is no substitute for hard work. Number 11, a man who lacks executive power will be in his wounded masculine. Executive power, for those of you who don't know, is a man's financial ability to provide for his family in a way that will honor him respect and admiration. And both respect and admiration are needed for a man to feel his absolute best. Executive power, at minimum, can range from a man being able to fully provide for his family to a man who can run companies and or build successful businesses and or a man who creates employment or economic opportunities for others. Examples of executive power, a provider husband who doesn't need his wife to work, a CEO, or men like Diddy or Jay-Z or Jeff Bezos. Those are men who create jobs for others. Number 10, men who are not proud of their career choices, the jobs, or the source of their employment are generally embarrassed and or will feel feelings of insecurity and shame, wounded masculinity loading. Number nine, any man who seeks role reversal, who expects to be provided for, any man who looks to a woman to pay his bills, or any man who's over-reliant on a woman to take care of him financially is completely out of order. Number eight, speaking of order, and some feathers will be ruffled to hear this. But the divine masculine order will always be God, man, woman, and child, as this is the order that represents the circle of life. Now, please keep in mind that order does not mean that a man is entitled to abuse you, imprison you, control you, enslave you, or oppress you. The order is about respecting the equity that man, woman, and child bring to the table of life. A man who is in his healthy, divine, masculine will cherish, adore, protect, and provide for his wife because that is the divine role of a husband. If you are confused about what equity means, please watch my video on equity versus equality for better clarity. Number seven, any adult male who is chronically immature, emotionally stunted, or stagnant, or who expects to be mothered like a child is in his wounded masculine. Men who are passive are generally men who have learned how to get their needs met through sneaky, tricky, passive-aggressive, and manipulating ways. Men who cannot assert themselves are generally wounded in their masculine. Number six, men who objectify women and or men who practice misogyny are generally men who have a low opinion of women their worth and their equity. And they are generally men who have abusive mindsets who will lack respect for women. Number five, men who have chronic mental illness issues, narcissism, histrionic personality disorder, borderline schizophrenic personality disorder are men who are generally incapable of providing and protecting due to their very fragile, 
inconsistent, distorted, and unstable mindsets that will drive them towards extreme manipulative behaviors to get their needs met. Number four, men who are aggressive, look at me, attention seekers are men who are in their wounded masculine. Attention-seeking men are men who literally go out of their way to chase the spotlight or to seek popularity without having any discernible talent, or they like to be courted, prized, or they are motivated by vanity, which is lacking substance, and will use antics and stunts to prop up their sense of self-worth. Men who were neglected in their childhoods are always starving for attention, and they are always looking for validation of any kind. Number three, and this is a huge one, men who are disconnected from fatherhood. As a result, he does not want to be held responsible or accountable for being the head of a household, to be a husband, or to be financially anchored to having to provide for his children. But as we all know, ladies, men who don't take care of their kids have bad luck, and there is no man alive who neglects taking care of his kids that will have a happy ending. Number two, a man who does not honor, respect, recognize, or who has a blind spot for womanhood or femininity. And this is especially true if their mothers were not feminine. He will not understand the distinguished characteristic differences between men and women. And there are a lot of men and women who will believe that both men and women are the same and they aren't. And number one, men who want a pity party. These are the men who are more emotionally invested in their grievances, their frustrations, their belly aching, their complaining and their powerlessness versus being invested in their manhood and their self-improvement. And these weak men and their pick me dust bunny supporters are belly aching all over social media looking for sympathy. Okay, we've listened to those 16 things and they're quite interesting. They're not exhaustive. Some of them you may agree with, some of them you won't. We're just having a conversation and we are doing commentary. So these are not our opinions, but I think this woman hit it on the point. Um, T, what did you see? Which ones did you see that out of the 16 that, that you it really resonated with you? Uh, I like the one where she talked about the men who seek the role reversal, which is where they're looking for a woman to take care of them, be the one who is the one who's provided for, protected, and preserving instead of the, the woman. That's the woman's role. He's looking for a woman to take care of him, and he wants that. It's like he's looking for another mother in a form, in a way. And so that was pretty interesting when she talked about the role reversal, and that's not good because he's in his wounded masculinity. If he's looking for a woman to, of course, take care of him instead of him being the provider to, of course, take care of the the woman and the children. Yeah, and and, and there's a big difference between a man who respects his mother and a mama's boy. There's a big difference, and you ladies know what I'm talking about. If your man has to run to his mama every time he gets ready to make a decision and he's grown, that lets you know he's a mama's boy. And where you might think it's respect, it's not respect. It's kind of creepy. 
It's kind of creepy. You and him are a couple. You and him are married. You and him should be able to make the decisions. Matter of fact, you're good at making decisions because you're alpha female. You're good at making decisions. But before he allows the decision to go forward that you have decided is best for the family, he's going to run to his mama and get her opinion on the decisions that you make. So you're really in a relationship with his mom. You're not in a relationship with him. And maybe he does. And you could tell when he talks because you know what he talks about. You know, he doesn't really think about things that much. So when there's something that's presented that needs thought, you could tell by the way he presents it and comes comes back to you with his so-called thoughts that those are not his thoughts. Those are his mama's thoughts. And you got a mama's boy and a hub son. You really got something there. And T, you were talking, we were talking <laughs> about that early. Tell me what you think about that one. I thought that I thought that that was that was a very scary place to be because when we were talking about uh, last time when we did our our, our uh, talk about Hubson, we didn't actually add an extra factor. That's an extra factor of having a mama's boy and the person is a Hubson. It's bad enough that you have a Hubson. That's a lot to deal with. But you got a Hubson and he's a mama's boy. Like you would be stressed out of your mind because that man is going to be talking about everything with his mother on top of him not having the characteristics of an alpha male. You have to deal with having to run back to the mom and he and you, you'll never as a woman, you'll never compete with mama. That's just not going to happen and it can be so irritating and frustrating. Anything that you talk about in confidence, just trust and believe mama knows whatever it is, and you don't really have any privacy kind of at all because of that. I couldn't, I don't think I would ever want to have a hub son, mama's boy. What a terrible combination. Yeah, and uh, because there should be a veil in the relationship between the, 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 the parents or the parent and the relationship. There should be a veil, a place where he doesn't go with his mom. Didn't you tell me about a time where God told you that uh, he even discussed sexual stuff with his mom? I did. I did. It was a, a true mama's boy, and this man was 40-something, and he said that he lived with his mom, and he cared about her a lot. He would tell her everything, and I mean everything. And he wasn't going to do anything, but when they moved, he was going to move with her. He going to make sure he stayed right with his mom. Like He was on her skirt tail. And he was happy to do that. And this man was seven one and want to be up under his mama's skirt tail. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's really creepy. You know, uh, the, Twilight Zone, <laughs> the Twilight Zone had an episode where a guy was basically a uh, psychopath mama's boy. And, well, you know, the Bates thing, the uh, what's that, that movie with the Bates? The Bates Motel? Yeah, that guy. He was a mama's yep. boy. You know, yep, he was. you know, but the Twilight Zone has something like that. Whereas this guy had married this beautiful woman and he was supposed to be selling uh, the state and they had sold the house. And But, you know, the house that the mom and him grew up in was still the same. And somehow or another, he married the woman. But when they went back to the house, he started regressing to the point that he she was like, well, let's go. He's like, no, well, let's sell this. No, we're going to say we're going to keep that. And it just got worse and worse and worse until he was like, well, you know, mama don't like you no way, so you need to go ahead and leave. Now, she's dead. And then he, 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 you know, they show like a ghost of her. And she's like, come on upstairs, Charles. And she's like, here I come, mom. And they show the scene, the last scene where she runs out the door crying. He's sitting upstairs talking to his mom. 
this empty rocking chair. You know, they show her, but he's talking to an empty rocking chair, talking about he's gonna be with her forever. You know that, and then, mm. like I said, that's that, that's 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 too much creepiness for me. Twisted. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. Mama's boy wanting someone to take care of you. You know, we're living in a time where we see young men not wanting to get away from their homes. I mean, thirty years old, and you know, <clears throat> this is this this is what I would say. Yes. Things are more expensive than when I grew up. Yes, but everything is relative. But we're living in a time where you can make $15 an hour driving around, picking up and dropping off sandwiches. Mm-hmm. That was not available when I was growing up. I mean, there's so many opportunities to make money if you have hustle in you. And what happens with the mama's boy and the hub son, The there's no hustle in them. And that starts from the mother's situation. There's no hustle in them. The mom has always take care of them. The mom has always provided for them. And they have transferred that to you. And that's your job. That's your job to be the hustler. That's your job to go get two jobs. It's this your job. I mean, I know women. Hey, he drops you off at work. First job, a second job, pick you up. And he going about his business. Now, when it's time to pick you up and bring you home, he late. But if it's to take you to your second job, he look, he out there waiting on you. With the car running, you can't get a car sec fast enough because he's gonna take you to that second job. So you can get that money. So you can get that bag for him. You you come out all worn out and he looking good, smelling good. You wonder where you going? He know, I'm not going to be with the fellas. You already know what time it is. Uh-huh. Okay. So again, don't win meal for these guys. Don't cloak these guys. Let them be exposed to 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 good masculinity, godly masculinity that challenges them. You know, um, I've been around some guys, man, and I just say soft, man, never. These are not caring guys. They they soft, manipulative guys. They understand the game. Now, the game is to is to be weak, pretend weak, uh, act like you don't think about anything. And they really don't have any any uh, renaissance thinking, but they care about their their they have base thinking. They want their heartfelt wants and needs taken care of and they're trying to find that woman to do that as that lady said they're trying to find them and there's plenty of women who have gotten a position now they wouldn't know how to respond to a, a male that's a godly man that wants to protect provide and preserve because when that man comes into their life now they're used to being in charge so much they bite his head off you know because they're scared, they're nervous, you know, because they don't want to give up, you know, part of that curse of Eve. They don't want to let it go, that power that they've had to have. But those women who have learned through the through the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit and scriptures and prayer, that they're still alpha women. They're, they're, put this way, they're the Proverbs 31 woman. Now, she was an entrepreneur. But <clears throat> as we see, that letter was written by the grandmother and the mother. That part was to the son to say, this is the kind of woman that you look for. Yes, she's industrious. Yes, she's an entrepreneur. Yes, she's a boss. But she also is a great mother. And she'll help you. She'll become that help me. She'll come up front and when she has to. But she quickly, when you get yourself together, she looks forward to you getting yourself together. And, and her primary role is to help keep you in a psychological position where you want to be the protector, the provider, and the preserver. 
And I think that is an easier role for women because you do have an impact on us. But don't don't do it to the point where now we got these group of 30 year old guys, some of them, some of them, but too many of them for my for me. This is my opinion. My God, there's they never raked any leaves. They never take out the trash. They never cut any grass. They never do anything. Mommy and daddy is still taking care of them and they have no goals, no ambition. And I can't imagine them having children or being a husband because guess what they're going to do? They're going to find somebody like mommy and mommy's and in these situations where there's a father, but he doesn't get to do anything with his son because mama's protecting him. My baby can't be outside. My baby can't break no leaves. They're 35 years old. They're 28 years old. What do you mean they can't? Well, they might get hurt. What? Raking leaves? <laughs> cutting grass? So now you, what you end up doing is, is setting them up to be this beta male. But yet you still you think they're alphas. Oh, they're good boys. You're going to be saying that until they're 50. But you're going to find mm -hmm. out they're not suitable for nobody. But maybe the mother set it up like that. Maybe the mother wants the weird relationship where she's the center of his universe and not God. See, and you know what? That's a form of idolatry. That's a form of idolatry. Anytime that you put anybody in place where God should be and what God has standards for a man should be, then that person, that situation becomes an idol. And mama's boy, she's the God. Hub's son, his flesh is the God. Okay. T, pick another one. What other, what other one did you see? Okay, I saw the one where it says there is an order, which is God, man, woman, and child. And when the order is messed up, everything is backwards. But that's the natural order of how we're supposed to just back going into Genesis. That's the order that we're supposed to be following. Yeah. And that's the order that we should follow. And Genesis is, is, you know, for those, you know, I'm sorry that you don't want to believe that. But again, mm -hmm. this is America and everything is upside down. Okay. Everything is upside down. We're calling a person a pro down is better than calling their, their, their God given name. And ladies, ladies, you're the one that's going to be hurt from this situation with pronouns. You know why? Because when a Supreme Court judge is put in a situation, whether it was a setup or not, but we, it seems like we're the always the ones of uh, African-American descent being set up for these questions like that. Barack Obama was challenged with it. He flip flopped. Now she's up there and she's he's asked well, she's a woman and she says she doesn't know what a woman is. So then why are we harping on the fact that she's the first woman? Black Supreme Court justice. See, this 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 pronoun thing this upsetting of natural order actually benefits toxic masculinity because you become insignificant. You become insignificant. You start wearing pronouns as a female. Who are you? If you don't know what a female is and you a female, then what? Do, I mean, how does that work? I'm a female, but I can't say what a female is. That doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. So now you're watering down, you're spreading out what a female is along the spectrums. But we're not really doing that with males. Yeah, there's a group of males, but 
those males are, aren't really that in, in one way not that significant, especially with the Christians, because you think about a lot of Christian women play the spectrum game and there's no reason for them to do that. But they think they're doing something hip. They're doing something modern and, and it makes sense, but it makes worldly sense. But it takes away from God's order. It takes away from God's order. And that's just that. OK. That's just that it takes away from God's order. And when Adam and Eve fell, God's order got disrupted. God's order got disrupted. And the relationship with God, as far as the order of relationship between male and female, is still disrupted. And it's worse now than it's ever been. Because it's almost as if, and I'm going to say almost, it is in some situations where they are open enemies to each other. But yet still they want to be with each other. They are open enemies. They can't get along. They can't find the common ground. They can't find the order of God because when the order of God, either he's not ready to take on his responsibility and she's ready to take on too much of his responsibility so they can't get along. So when the godly man comes along to the woman who is that woman, probably 31 woman, but she's still stuck in the Eve curse of Eve. It's a war to go on with her, when her, her, her fault to is I don't want an alpha male because we're going to butt heads. And I'm saying a health, healthy, godly alpha male after the second Adam, you're not going to bump heads. You're going to work well together because mission one, God first is going to be the focus. If you make your hand into a, a triangle, the pinnacle is at the top. She's coming up one side seeking God. You're coming up the other side seeking God. And then the uh, uh, horizontal plane is where you meet. So you loving God, he's loving God. And now you come back down with godly instruction on how you should behave. And you guys can meet in, in the middle with a perfect triangle. With a perfect triangle of love. You can meet with that. With fits within that side, the circle of life, it works. But we have to understand the source of a relationship has to be God. It has to be his example. Were there any other ones, T? Yes, there were. Uh, so I'm going to put a couple together. Okay. There, uh, he was talking about uh, some of the men who are in the wounded masculine, if they have... Uh, mental issues and also a different one is um, men who objectify women and I just wanted to put those two together because I happen to have dealt with someone that in their history like I could see the father I could see the grandmother the cousins all had a history of some kind of mental disability or disorder which when she was talking about that she said if there's any of that going on that person, that man, is unable to be in a relationship because he has a distorted mindset, and his mindset is broken, so he will really just naturally gravitate to being abusive, whether it's the narcissistic, pastronic, or schizophrenia, bipolar, whatever. Any of those issues that incapable of being able to be in a very well-founded, healthy relationship. And on top of that, some of the men with those objectify women because they don't see a woman as anything more than, like I said before, a new model, a new toy. 
and I just have a whole bunch of women and just run through them and go to the next, go to the next, like there are a whole bunch of little Hot Wheel cars and just go to get the new fancier one. Yeah, and and you know, I call that the monkey on the shelf syndrome that, you know, you have the wind-up monkey that claps the symbols together and these men have collected mm-hmm. all these women over time, these objects over time, and they're very possessive to their objects. Even when you stop dealing with them and, and they put you on the shelf, decide to leave you alone. You you clap, you wound down. They don't want to wind you back up. They want to put you on the shelf and get a new one. They still don't want nobody else to have you. Mm-hmm. They've gone on, but they they still try to manipulate you psychologically that you can't be free of them. It could be through phone calls. It could be through a conversation. It could be they still coming by, but they're blocking you, but you're not even blocking them. But when they leave your presence, they're going on to do what they want to do. I've seen that in a relationship Whereas uh, the separated husband was still actively involved in the mother's and the child's life and would come over, but she could never have any relationship because he was always around during those times of the season of cloak. I mean, of uh, of of uh, of uh, doing the season of cuffing, and she couldn't understand it. Like you know, it took her a while to understand. Like. He's actually blocking me, but then he'll be here until such a time and then he'll leave. Mm-hmm. And what? yeah, the holiday's gone. The day is gone and he leaves to go hang out at night where he's been hanging out up until this point. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there wondering, okay, we just had a good time, but something's wrong. Well, yeah, something's wrong. He's used up your youth, your time. And I'm going to say youth is time in that period and you're sitting home in his nighttime and he's going to go and play his game. Who's been playing his game with up until that time. And you're sitting there wondering what you're feeling kind of funny. You're like, you know, why did I let this happen? Well, he's, he's, he, he doesn't want anybody else to have you. You know, he, he, he would be very upset. You invite him over and you got your new boyfriend over. Oh my God. He would have a fit. But he would actually test you and bring his girlfriend with him. And you're supposed to accept that. See, that's testing how far he can push you. What you'll take. You know, that's that that's uh did you have any did you have another one that you saw before I get into the one particular that I uh saw? Uh I had an I had another one. Okay. Uh it was a man who does not have a job. <laughs> okay, the man who well, does I mean, have a job. She talked about it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, what she was saying was that because the the man's the man's natural inclination is to provide. If he's not doing that, he's in his wounded masculine because that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to provide, protect, and all of that. But if he's not. He's sitting there in his wounded masses and not doing what he needs to do and then waiting for the so-called woman to do what she needs to do, but he's not doing anything. So he's not being a productive person because he's not providing for himself, nor is he providing for his family. So that in itself is going to cause issue because he doesn't have a way to do what makes him feel and have that sense of pride and ownership that he's taking care of business because he's taking care of nothing. Right. 
And then when he tries to take care of something, he always fails because he hasn't have a track record of understanding on how to take care of things other than her taking care of things. And that uh-huh. that leads me to one that I that I thought was so critical. He doesn't have any good role male role models. Uh-huh. Yeah, he doesn't have any good role models to learn. Okay. By nature, he's a male. He has to learn how to be a man. I'm gonna say it again, ladies. By nature, he's a male. The Bible clearly shows you that. But through learning from other men, he learns how to be a man. Even the Bible says for the women, the Bible says the older women should teach the younger women how to be good mothers and good wives. So by nature, we are male and female. But to have the relationship of man and wife, we must learn these roles. So when she said by nature, I would tell her it's nurture that teaches a man provide, protect and preserve because the fallenness makes man very selfish. See, if I'm going to provide, protect and preserve, it's I'm not doing it to me. I'm doing it to whoever I'm, whoever I'm attached to. I'm doing it for my children. I'm doing it for my wife. I'm doing it for my girlfriend. I'm willing to do it if we're if we're single parents. I'm willing to preserve, protect, and provide. And my highest honor is to see them flourishing and me doing what I have to do. And for her to say, he's a good provider, protector, and preserver. Okay? Not the conversation with girl. I had to do this to protect us because, you know, I can't leave no money in the account because he's going to raid the account. I came home today and there was a new car sitting in the, in the driveway and he wants me to come up there and co-sign for it. And if I don't, it's going to be all this kind of argument. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And then what happens? He ends up not paying for it and they come after you. Too familiar, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, you ain't seen the, tr- no, man, I'm not going to go there. But ladies, you know what I'm talking about. And the goal is for you to be informed that this goes on. I mean, it's clearly uh-huh. observed. You know, it's not a thing. Whereas, you know, um, we don't believe the beta and alpha female cannot work. But what I want to tell you is, is that if that's what you want and that's what you want to have, and I'm not going to use the word settle. If that's what you want, understand the potential of these other things. And you need to find out, is he a beta male because he didn't have any male role models? You know, a man just telling you he had a, a father or stepfather, you know, does he have an affinity towards him to the point he goes out and hangs out with him? You know, whereas if he's going to take any questions about relationships to somebody, he would take it to his dad. He would take it to his coach. He would take it to his uncle, not his mama. Okay. Cause he would look for the male answer in a male, not in a male answer in a woman's interpretation of what a male should do. Because again, if he's a mama's boy, mama, mama's boy, and that mama who has made him a mama's boy, the answer is always she's gonna take care of it, Jezebel. She's gonna take care of it. You know, Ahab, you're crying because Nabal won't sell you the vineyard. I'll take care of it, baby. You ain't supposed to be crying. You the king. I'll take care of it. He'll regret the day he told you no. And we know how that story ended. But we know in the end, Jezebel and Ahab bit the dust. 
because God wasn't going to let that let that be a, a shining factor uh, disregarding his order. Okay, disregarding his order. So that really stood out to me. And uh, there was another one in there which she 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 talked about the uh, the uh, not being able to, uh, and I guess that falls into not being able to go forward and be creative and and want to hustle. And I guess that falls under the job thing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a hustler, and I, I don't mean a dope dealer or nothing like that. I just mean for some reason or another. Again, he would rather just sit back and let you do everything. And he sits back and comforts you. After you've won the war, went to work, fought the battles, he comes home, he's playing the PlayStation. And ladies, there's nothing wrong with playing PlayStation. But if you got a guy who's willing to play PlayStation more than he's willing to play with you, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And if he's willing to be with his buddies playing PlayStation for hours on end and give you 10 minutes and they playing PlayStation at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, something's wrong. And you better check on some other things, if you know what I mean. Okay? You need to find out because that, that's too much intimate time with his buddy or buddies that should be sometimes spent with you. But you want to keep him happy, so you buy him more games to play, and you'll find yourself spending less and less time with him. Now, he might have started off, he spent a whole bunch of time with you only to hook you, especially during this time of covering season, only to hook you. So, so because your defenses are low, the wolf is out, and your defenses are low, and he hooks you, and again, the first thing you come with is financial support. Even before you do his ego thing, you if you figure like this, the way to boost his ego is to take care of him financially, and that doesn't boost his ego. What that do, does is double down in his manipulation. And then once he masters that manipulation technique where women take care of him, again, once you wise up to the game, once you're ready to leave, or he puts you on the shelf, he's not gonna change. Don't think, don't think you leaving him is gonna, gonna make him change. It's not. All he's going to do is find somebody else. And again, there are weird things. He'll end up, as time go on, he'll end up getting people, women who look just like you. She has some of the same traits you have. And the biggest trait you have other than physicality, she's going to double down and take care of him because the, the, what he's going to paint is you, this is, the, this is a term that ladies, I think you need to look out for. She wouldn't let me be a man. What you think of that term, T? She would let me be a man. What does that? How, what does that ring to, in your ear when I say that? It, you know, she wouldn't let me be a man. What does that ring in your it, ear? It sounds like once again immaturity, and it sounds like uh, a temper tantrum and a childlike mindset. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay, that's the that's the educated mind of understand what's going on. But when you hear that, and you the woman who who wants to take care of your man. She wouldn't let me be a man. What what is the response then? Yeah, Hello. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how to respond. The to response would let, let me tell you the response would be there. <laughs> she wouldn't let you be a man, but I will. 
I'm better than her. Oh, maybe the phraseology was different, but but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get where you were going. Yeah, she'll she she won't she won't let you be a man, baby. I will. And he'll paint the picture. Mm. He'll paint the picture like like you're some kind of witch from the northeast west, and you won't let him be the man. He he wants to stand up. He wants to protect, provide, and preserve. And you'll say. Well, she must be a crazy woman because this man want to do all this. And he just said she won't let him. And here you come. Okay. The rescue. Mm -hmm. The rescue. Captain Saver Man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Captain Saver Man. I dream of genie. Here you come. You just rub me and write. And, and I'll let you be the man. And you setting yourself up because if he has to, if he says that to you and leads off to that in any of your conversations, you got to remember because you don't have access to the woman to get her side of the story. You know, I've seen men lie about how many children they have. Mm -hmm. And on top of he won't let me, she won't let me be a man. And, and, and that, and that, that I'm going to windmill for my man. I'm going to, cover for him and cloak him you go from covering for him to cloaking him if, oh she won't let you be a man i will you can come over here and you can sit up now you have to remember he's wounded now because as he's just stated he's wounded right there's something that mm -hmm. she won't let him become she won't let him become all the man he can be so she starts off with a man who admits he has a deficit and your job if you feel your job is to put him back on track but that's not where he's coming from he's coming from you take that place you put me back on track and you take care of me. There's, there, there's not enough money, not enough time, not enough sex, not enough toys, not enough clothes that you can buy me. He doesn't tell you this up front. That will put me back in that position because I'm really not trying to be in that position. <laughs> so you're, you're dealing with his woundedness, but you can never fulfill it because that thing that he needs is God and other men. But he don't want other men. To challenge him. He want men like him to agree with him. So he tends to have friends who sit back and their women take care of them. And I've seen situations where the women of these guys are they, they get to know each other because they, they're around each other in social situations. And all of them are taking care of their man like this. All of them are cloaking for their men. All of them. And these women sit around and talk about how they're cloaking for their men. And some of them actually, it's kind of reversed. They're actually bragging on the fact that who's cloaking the best. You know, I bought him yeah. this. I gave him that. And they're actually, you know, they don't want to admit that they're competing in conversation like men do. But they are. And the men are sitting back telling their story that are being taken care of. How they they got their woman on a string and playing her like a yo-yo. And both of them are, are prideful. But he's not becoming a man and she's not really getting what she needs in a man. Because that woman that will come into his life and demand of him, he's going to run away from her. He's going to run away from her. Were there any other ones that you that you pick up? And again, please go back and listen to the sixteen. Uh, we'll, well, I think it I think it kind of goes into what you were talking about, and this was the men who want a, a pity party. 
when you were just saying she won't let me be a man, it's kind of that phrase that I've heard, but not with the let me be a man. She won't let me see my kids is what I would hear the narrative like, oh, I'll let you see your kids. I'll never do such a thing. So, yeah, that pity party playing on that and the heartstrings of the woman like, oh, yeah. And so he sits in his, his wounded masculine having this pity party about woe is him and all these things and using that phraseology that you just said, that whole thing, she won't let me, whatever it is, won't let me be a man, won't let me see my kids, won't let me da-da-da-da, whatever it is. All right. Well, yeah. So we're going to wrap this up. We hope that you've enjoyed Cloak and Cover. Please, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Leave a comment. Uh, we'll be in the comment section uh, to discuss this with you. Um, if you would like to come on and give your opinion, you know, we don't know it all. We're just talking about what we see and we hope to be, inform you again, ladies, ladies, I want you to understand this. If that's what, if you like it, I love it. Pick them, take them, but be honest with yourself. Has it benefited you? Ha, ha, has it, has it really benefited you to be with these type of guys, the hub son, the mama's boy, the wounded male? Is that what you really want to deal with for the rest of your life? And again, for the ladies that I know that's in their 50s that that has decided to, and I'm going to use the word settle, not being good or bad, to settle for this. They tend to be kind of bitter because by the time they wake up and want to make a move, all their youth has been used up. And they don't know nothing else better. They don't know nothing else to do but take care of these guys. And for the sake of having someone during holidays, having someone during of uh, socially and, and, and to keep their so-called status as the boss lady, they, they really begin to settle, you know, and if the, it, and if the man is too expensive, they'll just go get a younger man and buy him a whole bunch of Nike tennis shoes in the games because he's a hub son and I can keep my son happy, but that older man might want a Lexus. He'll just want a, a Kia, you know, he just want to, he just want a Kia vehicle. And you now you have retired and you got the resources, so you get your boy toy. If you notice, they never call them man toys. They call them boy toys. Yeah. But if that's what you want, ladies, again, we just want to inform you. And before you ladies, you might ask, well, what do we do to get out of this? From my perspective is get your relationship with God right so you can see what real manhood looks like. Look at Ephesians chapter five and study it and study it and study it and let that be the standard. Men, get with other men and be challenged in your manhood and learn how to be a man and learn how to be a protector, a provider, and a preserver in every aspect of your life. Be willing to, to go to war if have to, to protect what's yours, truly yours. Fight for your family. Fight for your woman. Be, a, be in the front. Don't take the Adamic position and let her go out here and deal with the evils of the day. That's your job. You, you are equipped for that. But you have to be trained how to Put on the full armor of God, just like she does, and learn how to carry that thing and learn how to be the man of God, the man of valor. As they say, the men of valor that's in the Bible, the Joshua's, the David's. You're not going to be perfect, but you can carry the ball and really benefit the family. And now we're talking about going back to God's order. L figure out what that is and embrace it. It's not a bad thing. I'm telling you, if you ever learn it and break away, It'll be the best thing for, for you and your family. And you'll find out that that is a, a way that is less stressful to you. But since it's foreign to most, most men and most women, their roles, it, 
Again, it seems scary and daunting. You think you got to give up something. You think you'll lose out on something. And actually, you'll find yourself gaining in every aspect of your life, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and mentally. So we encourage you to do that. T, you got anything to say before we end this? Yeah, just all of this, all of this just goes back to, and she talked about it too. She talked about immaturity, but just all that you, you, you and I have just talked about, it's really just if people like what they're in, I'm not going to knock it. However, there is a lot to say about having someone where you have to pull a very full load. It will stress and bring you down. But if you enjoy that, then who am I? Yeah, who are we? We're just talking about a comment on it, <laughs> observing it. But if you want a cloak for your man, cloak on. You know, <laughs> if your natural disposition is your man can't take criticism because he's so soft and you want a windmill for him, fine. I just have a hard time dealing with those brothers. Me personally. I can deal with them. But it's just funny, like I say, when he's around other alpha males and, and here you come, the alpha female, we'll, we'll accept you because you're alpha. We'll accept you. Think about it. We'll listen to you. But think about what you're trying to do. You're actually doing it in reverse because then we see that he's weak. Okay. You, you, your, your bravado trying to windmill for him, protect his feelings, has shown that he's weak. And again, like T said, you got to be careful doing that because if he senses that, we sense that it's weak, you're going to be more in trouble jumping in than if you just stayed out. Because he's going to say, yeah. you made me look bad in front of my guy friends. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, all I did was tell them what's up. Yeah, okay. It don't mm -hmm. change our disposition towards him. Matter of fact, it makes him worse. So again, sisters, mm -hmm. sisters, and men, you know, challenge what I say if you want to. You know, we talked about this. And, I'm, and again, I don't know everything, but I know one thing. If we don't get this relationship thing together as men and women, we're doomed as a society. And the Bible tells us that the, the because of um, lawlessness in the land, that men's hearts are going to wax cold. And they mean mankind. So right now we're in a position where men and women, because, of, because they love the creation more than the creator, is upside down. And it, they, they don't know a way back unless they're guided back by God. And men and women of God. That's the only way to get it back right. You can't even you can't imagine what it's like to be right until you're guided back into the light. Because you prefer darkness rather than light. That's our natural disposition. And with that, that means everything that's antithetical to God and relationships, the men and women, the healthy ones, have some sort, some semblance of a relationship with God. And that's so important. So that's all I would have to say. T, do you, you have anything to end with other than that? No, that's my tagline. If you're going to wrap up, Pastor Jay. Go, go ahead. Okay. Remember to be blessed, motivated, and always inspired to do what the Lord lays on your heart. Amen. And don't forget to tune in to God's gift through His Word. And then I'm Pastor Jay, Walk Truth Radio Network. Podcast can be found anywhere. Just Google Walk Truth Radio Network. And I always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and at peace. Peace. 
Always move. Always want to be encouraged, blessed, and peace. But always remember, walk in truth. All right, T, next week, we're starting our official cuffing season. Uh, I don't know how long we go, but we go for a long time on cuffing season because it officially yeah, starts uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah, it starts on October 31st and it goes until February 14th. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is our fourth season. Or is the fourth season or fifth season doing cuffing season? I think it's going to be our fourth because I already do one by myself. Okay, so this is our fourth season doing cuffing season, which is one of our, our most popular uh, broadcasts along with Cloak and Cover. We added Hub Sun this time. And we hope that you stick around, come back. You can check us out. Um, if you're on the East Coast, it's 8 o'clock Mondays, uh, 8 o'clock a.m. Uh, Central Time, 7 o'clock a.m. And for right now, until time changes, it's 5 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, Pacific Standard Time. But once the time changes, it will be 8, 7, and 6 a.m your respective areas and again we hope that you'll tune in please leave a comment thumbs up thumbs up so the algorithm can let people know that we're back and we're out there and again please listen to us on your favorite platform of choice and uh, T I will talk to you later alright Pastor K alright you guys be blessed